Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We're going to shift gears for a second to football. Dolphins made big news today and joining us now. Now he's glad to hear about you, Juice, is Adam Beasley. Covers the Dolphins for the Miami Herald and is our Dolphins insider. He joins us right now in the Orion Fuel and Downstairs Convenience Store's guest line. There are truly steps beyond convenient. Bees, thanks for coming on. Uh, gentlemen, getting the band back together. That's right. Yeah, yeah. We'll be broken up soon, I'm sure. Right. <laughs> so, Perk and I were talking before the show. I guess, it's a, to me, it's it's a mild surprise that Brandon Albert was released. Not a shock, but I thought perhaps he'd hang on one more year. What was your reaction? Yeah, I mean, the, the, there's two things to consider here. One, his age and his durability. He's, I think, 32 now. Yeah. He hasn't played a complete season since signing that big contract with the Dolphins uh, back in 14. He had that, that, that pretty ugly knee injury his first year here. Uh, made a pretty r- remarkable recovery in year two. Uh, made the Pro Bowl, but still wasn't healthy. And in this past year, if it wasn't the illness, uh, it was breaking his hand. And you know, he just had a ton of, ton of stuff going on. Uh, so, yeah, they were not getting full return on the money they already had spent. So that was one consideration. But the I think the broader one is the upper trajectory of Laramie Tunsil. Uh, I know uh, my colleague Barry Jackson reported uh, a few weeks back that uh, Mike Tannenbaum thinks that they might have a future Hall of Famer in, in, as a left tackle uh, in Laramie Tunsil. If you have a player that you think is of that caliber, you don't keep him at guard. And I know, I know your personal deep affinity for for guards, Chris. Uh, that you, you think it's the key to any uh, winning football team is the guard play. Gotta have good guards. But, yeah, but nonetheless, the Dolphins see Tunsil as a tackle, not a guard. And I think the combination of those two factors of of, of getting seven, eight million dollars off the books, then you can go and turn around and maybe sign, uh, you know, one of the better guards or two or three guards, to be honest, with that money it frees up. Um, it, it, it made sense. Now, from a from a team standpoint, you do lose something uh, in both Albert and Earl Mitchell because uh, while they were quieter guys, people I talked to say that they were they were leaders in that team in their own way, and they added some stability is the word, equilibrium is the word. He, he they evened out a position position groups that you know a defensive line and Dominican Sue's there, and on on offense with Mike Pouncey out last year, they didn't have a ton of leadership from any other position. He and Bushrod provided that. So, yeah, there's, there, there are things to consider. But at the end of the day, uh, to steal and Namakitsu saying that at the end of the day, uh, they needed to free up that money, and they thought they could go get – they could upgrade a guard and, and let their future left tackle be their present left tackle. Bees, um, one thing that, that strikes me uh, amid these moves is how the Dolphins have revamped this offensive line on the fly, right? Since mid-October in those four months, you've gotten rid of – what five? Well, could get rid of five offensive linemen from the opening day roster: Jamil Douglas, Dallas Thomas, Billy Turner, uh, Brandon Albert, possibly Jermon Bushrod, and you still maintain a good framework, right? With Mike Pouncey at center, Tunsil at left tackle, Jawan James at, at at right tackle. What do you think about the way that they have quickly revamped this and created some money so you could go get maybe Ronald Leary, the guard from Dallas? What, what do you think about how they've done this on the fly? 
Yeah, I, I think it speaks to a and, and they uh, they resigned Sam Young, right? right. They've locked him down right. Uh, right. for a couple more years, at least one more year. I can't remember the exact terms, but he'll be on the team in seventeen. What this team you have to tip your hat to uh, to Mike Tannenbaum and when she was here, uh, Donna Ponte is they made their their their, their contracts in a way. That every year, if they wanted to, they could clear up gobs and gobs of cap space, and they've done it again this year. If they wanted to be one of the biggest players in free agency, they're going to have like fifty million dollars to work with. Now, I don't think they're going to go and sign uh, the number one free agent out there this year. I think they've learned their lesson. I think they've, they've figured out that they don't get, even though Dominican Sue's been a Pro Bowler here, they don't get the return on their investment that they would have maybe getting three top-line yeah. starters for that That'd be money. a mistake, one, one, one-stop shopping like that. That'd be a big right. mistake. Right, so I think I, I don't think that's in Adam Gase's DNA, to be honest. I think he wants to build a complete roster. We know, they know that they're not one player away. They're probably not five players away from winning a Super Bowl. So uh, they're hoping to get a bunch of starters. Look, they have holes all over this roster now. They have to get two guards. They have to get a tight end. Uh, they have to get at least two, maybe three defensive linemen, mm-hmm. uh, a defensive tackle, a defensive end, maybe two defensive ends. And they need two starting linebackers, and we don't know for sure what their secondary is going to look like next year either. Yep. So for a team that's ten and six, feeling good about itself, uh, this is a critical offseason. Well, what do they do with Jarvis Landry? Because that—that's uh, obviously his situation going forward. Where, where does where does that stand? Where, where are they with some of these extensions? Right. I think their number one priority right now is making sure their sixteen creates that they want to keep. Uh, uh, certainly, Kenny Stills is in that conversation. Although I think he's going to be too expensive. Uh, Andre Branch, Deion Sims, that's the number one priority right now. And, and Jarvis is just going to be patient. I know he wants to get paid. I know he's, you know, he's been a good soldier. He's been mostly quiet about his contract situation. But, look, I mean, I, I believe that there's been no, no receiver in NFL history that's caught more passes in their first three years than Jarvis Landry. I think maybe you know, Odell are now tied after three years. Mm-hmm. But he has, from a purely volume standpoint, been one of the most productive receivers through three years in NFL history. He needs to get paid like that. And I know some people are saying, oh, he's not a not true number one. He's not going to give you 15, 16 yards per catch. His touchdown numbers aren't great. He is a guy that makes that offense go. And he understands that. Adam Gates understands that. So it's going to happen. They do not want to get to a point where they, they tick off Jarvis. It gets to 2017. They get through the season. And they hit the open market next year. And even if the Dolphins make a competitive offer, he's like, well, screw you guys. You had your chance, and, and you let me walk. They don't want to get to that point. They want to get him done. They want to get Rashad Jones done. Uh, it's just going to take a little bit of patience because look, I think free agency starts. What is it, Chris? Three weeks, two Mar- weeks, Mar- like March seventh, eighteen days yeah. from now. Yeah. So just just a couple of weeks off now. Uh, those are their most pressing priorities. But yeah, you're definitely right, Ethan. They need to get Jarvis dressed. Well, how much? How about Kenny Stills? I mean, are they going to put a full court press on to sign him? And and look, he's only eighteen, nineteen days away from free agency. I would think he'd want a taste of that. He got this close to it. Are they going to try to, you know, re-sign him right now? And he may prove to be too expensive, but how much of the back and forth is there going on between the team and his agent, you think, right now? Yeah, no, I think that there's a, certainly conversations going on. My understanding is they're not close, that, that it could take uh, more for the Dolphins or a reassessment by, by Kenny for this to work in the near future. Now, it's entirely possible he hits the market beginning of March, and he is only a $6 million year receiver. He's not a $10 million year receiver. Uh, that's possible. I don't know how entirely likely it is. Uh, Philadelphia's a name we keep hearing time and time again. Maybe Washington. There are there are teams with with resources that will be willing to throw them at a receiver like Kenny Stills. You don't average over 15, 16 yards a catch for your career, whatever it is, uh, and not be a true dynamic player. 
is he a number one? No, but uh, Tavon Austin is probably not a number one either, and he got paid a lot of money because he has a similar skill set, a unique set of skills. So I think Kenny is going to get paid. I, I, at this point, if you would put a uh, if you would put me to a decision and maybe guess, I, I would say he's not back in next year. But these things are fluid; they can change. Bees, what what happens on this this defensive line? Because we we know that they need some help. Do you go for pass rushing help first, or do you go for run stuffing help first, or do do you leave that primary run stuffing responsibility to to the two new linebackers who we think they're going to get? What what's what's that defensive approach? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Perk, that's a great question. I, I yes, <laughs> right. all of the above. Exactly. Uh, because that, that defense, uh, although they weren't terrible in in points last year. Uh, it was, leaky. you know, it was a skeleton clue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was definitely leaky. It was a skeleton crew the last six, seven weeks of the season. Uh, we saw them exposed by really good offensive teams. Pittsburgh, New England both had their ways with them. Uh, you, you can't win in this league. You certainly can't beat Tom Brady, but you can't win in this league without having a consistent pass rush. And although Cam Wake was awesome last year, who do they have after that? I, Branch had five, six sacks, mm-hmm. and that was That's pretty it. much it. I, I don't think Sue had a sack the second half of the season. Um, so, the, you know, the, I would always go – I was always error on the side of pass rushers. That's the reason those guys go five in the first 12 picks, something like that, because if you can't rush the quarterback, you have no chance in this league. The tight end position, it, it, they uh, they go for Najoku. Uh, if, if he's there, you think that's an option for them? Well, I mean, that's a great question. If he's there at 22, how do you pass up on a guy who could be, you know, the next Jimmy Graham, like, a, like one of the four or five best – players in the position of football but you do that then and yet again you're using yes. a first round pick on offense how many yep. years in the stretch would that be you go I mean going back to was it Pouncey Tannehill uh you've got Parker uh, in there you got James. Von James uh yeah. basically every year it's a first round pick on offense and it's caught up to them it's absolutely caught up to them because their defense just does not have the speed that's what we learned uh I mean in both those games against Pittsburgh, do they have any answer for that speed of that team? Uh, I, I know they, they won that first game, but when, uh, you know, it was it, it big in the open field, they couldn't yeah. catch them. Yeah. When, 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 when receivers get in space against this defense, there's, you know, there's, just, there's just no chance because of the, the huge gulp in talent. So me personally, I would trade the pick if, if, if Joku was there, trade down to someone who wants him and pick up assets. I, you know, a tight end's great. But, you know, losing games 33 to 30 really sucks. Right, right. right. Ask Atlanta. That's right. <laughs> Bees, thanks for taking the time to come on with us today. We appreciate it. All right, gentlemen. Anytime. Take Thank care. You. That was Adam Beasley of Miami Herald, our Dolphins insider as well. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.